Welcome to the Casual Conspiracy Podcast, episode 35. I'm Matt. 35? I'm Chris. Really? 35? I'm, I'm Ibrahim, but 35? Yeah. Are you th- 33? I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought we did 34 already, so I'm going with this is 35. You know what? This, I think this is episode 100. Yeah, and I'm right on schedule with yeah. Paul Stigum. You're welcome. Yeah. This uh, sounds like uh, the insurance company <laughs> haggling. With the, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get Spoiler there. Spoiler alert. I gotta say, really quick, I hate ads in podcasts. I skip them all this time, but I do have to plug our store because I don't Ooh. do it ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think I straight up skipped it. Uh, in the last episode. If you want to skip store? this ad, skip ahead. There, that's it. We got t-shirts and stickers. Buy them. There, I'm done. Mm. All right. This week, we're talking about insurance. And it came up from us playing the game. Uh, casual Conspiracy. Life. The game. <laughs> uh, last, last episode. And I can't remember if we did it on air or not um, when we were talking about John Oliver's bit mm. um, for yeah, last week exactly. tonight on, on uh, health share programs. Right. So I thought we'd oh, jump, yeah, yeah. jump right into that first. Um, so did you get, have, it, have both of you guys seen that, that – uh, that show that he did on the Hellshare programs? Yeah. Yeah. He shared yeah. it with me. Okay. What was your takeaway? Um, people are always trying to scam other people. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like that in every every industry, <laughs> everywhere. Someone's always yeah. trying to make a buck. Right. In sure. this case, it sounded like there is um, like an unregulated loophole in like naming of like a company or a type of insurance um that gives things like health share are they called health share organizations or health share companies yeah it's kind of like um, co-op for health share sure yeah so health, I guess, health insurance i guess so we are calling it health insurance so yeah so one thing i found out is it's not health insurance or one thing mm-hmm. i took away was it's not health insurance um, and um, it is more unregulated than like your run-of-the-mill health insurance plan. Yes. Um, I again, I can't remember if we talked about it on or after, but I did look heavily into joining like a health one of these health share programs, not the. Right. Not the shitty one out of Florida or whatever, or John mm-hmm. Oliver's fake one. But <laughs> um, what I what made it appealing to me was that I could have lower monthly costs, like pretty dang cheap. Okay. Like I never, I never go to the doctor. I never use the doctor. Um, it like I have it kind of like as like an emergency pretty much got it and, and so, so because of that your payments would be a lot lower than what you'd pay i don't like even remember budget. what they would be but okay. um it would it'd be 
it'd be stupid cheap, like okay. more than half of what I was paying before. And so, so that's what was appealing, but it just, I can't remember why it just didn't, it just didn't work out. Um, cause it's more geared towards like families. Anyways, I'm, oh, I'm boring okay. the shit out of myself. No, well, uh, I, so I didn't know that I'm, so I'm, did you look into like the actual policy? So, um, I guess I'm remembering stuff as you're talking about it. One of the other things is there were a lot of stories that John Oliver shared about people who, um, when they wanted to claim something, uh, so like in your case, you were like, I just use it for emergencies. So when people wanted to claim something, um, they weren't getting reimbursed in the right. way that in an emergency it didn't work. Right. So, yes. Um, so I, I can't remember, and nothing he said in there was untrue. Like, okay, you you get reimbursed like ninety days after after whatever. Sure. So that like. And a lot of times you'd be like, holy shit, like, you know, this broken leg cost me like $27,000. Like, sure. I'm screwed. Well, not really. Like, you can set up like a payment plan with the hospital or whatever. Okay. And so, like, you could maybe pay like 350 bucks a month for like just just to get the hospital off your back, get reimbursed from the health share. Yeah. And then pay off the hospital. Do you know anybody that's part of the health share program? Not personally. Chris, do you know anybody? I don't know. Uh, no, no, I, I don't actually, know. Actually, I take that well, back. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was just going to say, just not that I know of, but continue. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, everybody around you might secretly be part of the. <laughs> yeah, just like everybody. <laughs> All my friends. <laughs> yeah. Now you're suspicious of everyone. Yeah. I'm um, stone mason. <laughs> I have a friend who said that his dad was either almost, um, I guess, I think maybe I'm projecting, but tricked. He said he was tricked, tricked. into joining or, um, or he was like. Or he what he joined it and then had to leave it, um, swindled he in. Didn't provide. Yeah, so I don't I don't remember if if the person actually ended up joining or if it was just um like almost like almost signed all the papers or whatever. They I almost joined a pyramid scheme. That right. is true, yeah. actually. We're we're always on the <laughs> on the cusp of it. Yeah. So my takeaway from the health share programs, it's mm -hmm. is that it's. It's an alternative to yeah. health insurance. And the reason it's so shitty because it's structured with like there's it's still legal and it's structured within like the bounds of the law. So like the it's if we actually had less regulation, uh -huh. they could operate a little more smoothly. Now, obviously, you're still going to get like a bunch of grifters and swindlers and all that. Yeah. But like people that that gets out pretty quick, you know. Okay. And so like you, me, all of us, you know, your neighborhood, my neighborhood, like if we wanted to do like our own little like health share co-op, like sure. if we wanted to, like yeah, we're all pretty healthy, you know, we don't go to the doctor much or whatever, like, let's start our own thing. That's yeah. that's kind of the point. 
but because you are met with like a bunch of bureaucracy and like red tape oh it has to be like this oh it has to be like that well like well damn like why does it have to be like that because does it does it have to be like that because they're forming companies or like and then the regulation comes in i think it's because insurance is mandatory it's so like that i mean what made me think about like when we were when we were doing this episode, the first thing I thought of was like insurance itself is a conspiracy. Think about the three most expensive things you'll ever have to um, hmm. buy in your life. Sure. A house. Uh-huh. You need, it's mandatory that you have homeowner's insurance. <laughs> your nice. car, you need auto insurance in, our, in to order drive to drive it yeah yep yeah yeah and then health insurance like yourself like sure. how much money to do live. you spend a year on yourself <laughs> yeah you need health insurance the fact that all three of those things are mandatory yeah. uh-huh. is a freaking scam like that's the conspiracy right yeah okay what if i just want to so... pay everything cash <laughs> you should right, right. be able to have you ever looked well, at just getting carry um, around uh... Briefcase. Have you ever looked at getting uh, insurance for a pet? It's cheap as shit. Like it's for a dog, depending on the breed, it's like thirty to forty-five dollars a month. Like, okay. you know how much like dogs eat rocks? They get hit by cars. They get in fights with other dogs. They're super prone to like needing to go to the vet. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. isn't that like? But it's still cheap. that sounded like a human. You could have said human. Humans <laughs> eat still- like. Dude, my kid puts rocks in his mouth and then spits them out so, like, he could go to the... I mean, seriously, like, like we, we got to get you, I don't know, not doing that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes kids like like the minerals or whatever off rocks. Sure. That's why they put them in their mouth. So, like, right, I don't know right. what... Well, I guess we need fluoride in our water so we... <laughs> so we could yeah, that's why that. we switched to that. Yeah. Grown up. Yeah. Instead of eating get fluoride rocks. Rock minerals. Dude, my my life insurance pretty dang affordable for the policy that I have. And guess what? Oh, nice. That's not mandatory either. You know, mm-hmm. um, insurance on like wedding bands, twenty five dollars mm. a year. No one's making yeah. me do that. That's cheap. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. So so because it's mandatory, it's expensive. Okay, because they can afford to make it expensive because you don't really have a choice. Yes. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, I, n- I never <laughs> thought of it that way. Like, I guess, you know, that makes sense. I'm thinking so, like, okay, so health share programs. Matt, do you have, like, a good definition of it? So I know we've, we've kind of, like, vaguely said it, but maybe no. if somebody doesn't know what that means. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I <laughs> think I already kind of mentioned it. It's just, right. like, an attempt like at, a like, a health insurance co-op is right. kind of, right. like, the the easiest way to put it. Like, okay. if you... I was going to say something about, like, REI, but they, they obviously... REI pays dividends and... right. <laughs> these and so, don't so like if we were to set this up just between I us think. three we'd each pay you know like a certain amount of money every month um but does everybody pay the same amount is that like 
or is it or is it based on how much you use the services um good question i guess i don't remember if there are any underwriters for okay. these health shares okay um yeah yeah, it's it sounds really cool. I feel like I've heard something not about health share programs, but like about groups coming together to provide like loans for each other or have like a like pooling money together. Yeah, it um, just sounds like uh, like a government. It, it, you know, right? like, like it just government. sounds like why doesn't why don't why doesn't the government like if the government's gonna make it mandatory, why don't sure. they just take all these for profit companies out of the equation? And then just make, Single you know, payment. add it onto the taxes, you know, like you pay taxes to live in America. Why not just be like, this is your health care tax and everybody sure. pays, I guess, the same amount. And then there isn't this like crazy deductible thing. And like, uh, I don't know, there isn't this huge. Cra- I, America is that I think it, I'm pretty Best sure that in the world. America <laughs> pays the most for health insurance out of all the countries and out of the entire world. And like, it's a good stat. Shouldn't we be like, shouldn't everybody have like the best coverage? Then sure. Yeah. If we're paying, if we're the, paying most, the most. Yeah. I'm, that sounds awful to me. I don't want to be lumped in with everyone's I, bullshit. I, I, I'm not saying that it's the right thing to do. Okay. I'm just saying that, like, th- th- like, if you if you start down that road, why don't you just cut to the chase and add it to the taxes? So, like, if they're making it mandatory anyways, like, if they're already infringing right. on what people... And, you know, and there's no option, and it's like... Sure. Why, why have like all these like for? I mean, the one thing that I need to stress the most is like regular insurance companies. I don't know about these health these these health share healthcare sharing programs, but like regular insurance companies, they're for profit. They're companies. They're trying to make money, and if they don't make money one quarter because like they had to like cough up money because that's a that's part of the deal or whatever the next quarter guess what's going to happen everybody's the premiums are going to go up or you know all everybody's going to have to pay more money it's like a it's like a lose-lose situation (laughs) exactly yeah yeah so like if i just didn't want to have health insurance period i should be able to have that option like you do you're just your income would have to be lower than whatever the oh yeah you have to yeah you have to meet like what is it called cobra or something like that yeah something like i have that. to be in extreme poverty to yes. qualify yeah. yes freedom the only oh, way to freedom is oh freedom. yeah that's that sounds real freeing <laughs> to <laughs> rice aroni every day of my life or whatever my government <laughs> rations sure yeah it's um i mean that that is a good point there's how do you how do you get around? I'm sh- I'm sure there's loopholes that smarter people have found. <laughs> I mean, the like you could be like fined or thrown in jail slash prison for not having health insurance or like um, homeowners insurance or auto insurance. That's just just crazy to me. So for so for auto insurance, I feel like. It- given like how much people crash on the road it makes the most sense 
out of yeah. all the all three of the categories you listed, it makes yeah. the most sense because it's just like like so the statistics on people dying every year in car accidents is just astounding. Should still be a choice though. Like it like I do it because it makes sense, not cuz I have to. No, but, but you're, in, you're endangering other people's lives. Nice. Yeah. By not having insurance? By driving on the road, period. Like statistically, like the the be- so shark attacks are like minuscule compared to like people driving just down the road in a car. Agreed. Like people dying. Do we need mandatory shark attack insurance? <laughs> Do you no. know? I'm trying to say like people are scared of sharks, but nobody's scared of driving down the road. Yeah. Right. Um, it, so it feels like, and I think Chris is getting at the same thing. It's like, uh, this is like a shared activity. And so like everybody <laughs> needs to play by certain rules if we're going to let everyone use our roads. I don't know. Like for for me, I think if you were to get into an accident with somebody, um, you know, hopefully none of us have to, you know, deal with that. But yeah. if that were to happen in the unfortunate circumstance, and your car is totaled, and the expectation in that case would be, if it's their fault, that they would be paying for it, and they don't have insurance, and they don't have any money, um, like it's who's going to pay guess, for it, right? Yeah. Who? Yeah. What? What happens? You. I guess you pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Which which seems like and especially if you had insurance, then your insurance pays for it, then your premium goes up. Mm-hmm. It's like um it's it seems it at least seems to me um it seems fair that okay, if we're all going to be in this like playground um <laughs> on the roads that like everybody has playground insurance <laughs> playground insurance playground. but i mean like so that's you kind of you kind of made my point for me uh-huh. is that like because someone hits me my premium goes up like that just kind of seems to like further the scam so do, does it I, I so i don't even know um so if if you get an accident and it's completely the other person's fault does your premium go up because you're involved in an accident, or or does it not? Does it only get claimed on their insurance? Mm, I mean, I'm not sure. I've uh, Mike Berbiglia. Um, Is that has, supposed to? It's he's a comedian. Okay. okay. Um, is that supposed he, to mean anything to me? He <laughs> got. He talks about this story about he got in an accident. One hundred percent the other person's fault, and because yeah. of the error in paperwork filed by the police he oh, had to no. pay it was it put him at fault oh i see okay a hundred percent he had to pay eleven thousand dollars whatever whatever yeah. to get so like what what good was insurance then sure i mean that sounded like it was a paperwork issue but i, I get yeah. what you're saying and i i i guess i wouldn't if somebody told me, yeah, both your premiums go up and theirs just goes up a little bit more, like I would, I don't, can't say I would be surprised, because like you said, that would further this the scam. Like I guess even if it wasn't your fault, you were involved in it. Now you're like a risk to the system. Yeah. Sure. This is from CarAndDriver.com. It says generally a no fault accident won't cause your car insurance rates to rise. So okay. if you're 
insurance company doesn't need to fork out money, yeah. then the 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 your premium won't go up because it's that like the other person's insurance company's paying. How for it nice of them to do that for us. Jeez, <laughs> let me start thanking them and I uh I mean it, it still seems like I mean, the whole thing just like feels like a Ponzi scheme from sure. the, like the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Which also I I uh, looked up the origin of the word the Ponzi scheme term <laughs> and it's named like after a guy Charles Ponzi yeah. from the 1920s and I just thought <laughs> that's his claim to fame is <laughs> like <laughs> he'll forever go down in history as the guy who Ponzi schemes are named after. <laughs> yeah. It's right. such a great name though, Ponzi scheme. Yeah. It's very catchy. Um, talking about auto insurance bullshit. So I've got a tab here. Um, it's called the McKinsey model. And essentially, um, it talks, it, it kind of gives the example of like Hurricane Katrina, like homeowners mm. insurance yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, where these, these settlements or whatever, like these, 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 homes like these homeowners have completely lost their home right right um and they're waiting for their insurance company to pay out well they the insurance company will run their numbers you know blah 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 run it through their little algorithm thing and give Mm -hmm. them like the minimum amount they possibly can right and because these homeowners are so desperate they don't have the time money or resources to hire a lawyer usually to get more or even just get what they deserve really sure and so they just settle for low amounts and and, uh insurance companies do this all the time and i'll give an example i was i was going over the episode with uh this topic with my wife yeah she got in a car accident which when she was 16 and the cab driver hit her hit her car And, you know, messed up her knee and a bunch of crap that she's, like, still dealing with or whatever. And four to five months after the accident, the cab company's insurance company offered her 1500 bucks plus medical what? bills. Oh, Pretty, plus medical bills, okay. But, like, I, I can't remember what damage was done to the car or whatever, sure, yeah. but, like, 1500 bucks. So gonna, that's like a paint job, maybe. Yeah, maybe like I can't. This place paint. is like the <laughs> bumper or something, <laughs> if that. Uh, so she she paid a lawyer, um, and they they went back like her lawyer and the cab's insurance company. Yeah, because uh, the cab the cabbie was unlicensed. He didn't have Ooh. a driver's license. Oh man! And so. Is he so, like a fourteen-year-old or something? I don't know. <laughs> Prob- they probably cabby didn't even care. Yeah. So they lawyer goes back and forth. They got a higher offer. He didn't think it was enough, so they got an even higher offer. But she didn't see any money till she was eighteen. So from the time of the accident until the settlement, yeah, was two years. And then paying all the lawyer fees, or was it? It um, was uh, like a three or four hundred dollar like. Oh thing plus 20 or 25 percent of the um amount so obviously huge incentive for the lawyer right right but like the point being is that i mean what if she really needed that money exactly whatever to 
fix stuff or, you know, go to physical therapy. I don't know if that would fall under the medical thingy. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. Who knows? But, you know, two years for, you know, a decent sum of money, but it's not like homeowner's stuff where, like, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. And besides the unlicensed piece, I guess, like, on paper, they both had insurance and were, like, following the rules and still it didn't like it didn't it didn't do them much good i guess it took them two years but like it just you know it's not that just everybody having insurance solves everything yeah right. definitely doesn't like process process issues i um i had I, a note so oh go ahead oh go, go ahead. ahead okay <laughs> so i i had one thing that i wanted to relate to that what matt was saying with the some of these insurance companies are just people who sit and look at paperwork and then decide how much money they deserve right and in this case it was kind of i mean there were some medical bills associated with it or whatever um mm-hmm. but uh it was like revolved around this car accident but like in the case of like the medical industry some sometimes people get treatment or even prescriptions based on what the insurance company is willing to pay for. And it's like, how does the insurance company know that it's like a valid thing? Like, why do they get to decide and not like a a real medical professional? Sure. Yeah. Um, So that is something that comes up like for drug insurance um in what do you know about that what do you, say? What do you what know, do you know about, about that, that? <laughs> <laughs> in my understanding of it um i guess there there are healthcare professionals on both sides of it so doctors um you know have their have their own things that they're looking at so they might have practice experience just like just on the job this thing has worked for them um and they've stuck to it uh or of course um there are cases like when doctors are getting kickbacks from certain companies which they try to stop and make sure that's not happening um so the i guess the insurance side would be at least in that case a better neutral party to to be able to look at um, what are the other alternatives their their motivations could be suspect though because they are trying to make money they are trying Mm -hmm. to save the most amount of money um for themselves but i guess a side effect of that is uh, no pun intended a side effect of that um is that potentially the person is saving more money so if for example the doctor is really set on prescribing a brand name medicine um, they're like, this is the only one that works. And there's like a generic that is, you know, a fraction of the cost. Um, you want somebody else to be able to step in and say, like, do you really need this or can you get this? And I think in most cases, unless something is completely um, unreasonable for somebody to be using for their disease or for their condition, in most cases, I think with the right information, if the doctor can explain themselves, um, there is room for the doctor to like quote unquote get what they want. Um, hmm. But I think yeah, there's 
Yeah, it's it's interesting because that is that is fair to say that like you know that the doctor that's 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 their job and the insurance company that's not necessarily their job but I think that's why they hire uh, people with those types of expertise so that they can say yeah look like we can not pay for that thing that you want and um, we can you know put like a doctor's name next to it because they well, agree with mm-hmm. us but you made me think of something there uh-huh. um like let's say like you're having a stay at the hospital uh-huh. um and the doc like your overnight or whatever even just a couple hours the doctor gives you like two tylenol or whatever and somehow yeah. that adds up to like five hundred dollars or something stupid because <laughs> yeah. they know yep. that the insurance company will pay for it mm-hmm. like so it's just like this big exchanging like of money like yeah pay you pay me nah, 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 right and, just and there's like to, this understanding like, that like all right like we'll play the same game um i think in hospitals like i see what you're doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> the uh so in hospitals <coughs> covid cases that... <coughs> sounds like you might when, have covid there matt oh they, <laughs> um, they talk about like i, I think one thing i've Could heard people talk about better. is i think it is tylenol there are like different forms of tylenol that are super expensive or you can just use mm. um like the over-the-counter stuff generic stuff um and I guess sometimes it's something that needs to be regulated because there might be like an overuse of these unnecessarily expensive drugs in the hospital setting. So I think there is like this big tug of war Um, because hospitals are for profit too, right? Or some of them. Some of them. Yeah. Not all. But yeah. And do do any hospitals like team up with insurance companies like are there like insurance companies that like work f- are like a subset of a, a specific hospital? You know, I don't know about that specifically. Um, I know that there are insurance companies um, that work as like a network of pharmacies, of manufacturers, and doctors. Mm. I'm assuming hospitals have to be part of the equation because that's where you get like the in network and out of network yeah idea so i think there is that i think there is that idea i'm just not sure of the nature of like the contract or like how (laughs) if it's easy or not (laughs) it's i mean the whole thing does yeah i guess you could i guess you could spin it you could spin it whatever you want but in the end like if we're in a capitalist system in the end you're probably going to find out that like you know the the bottom line is the bottom line. Bottom yeah. line is that's the word, right? Bottom line is like what sure. profit that you're making. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> I uh if you if we want to move on to something, I found a I found an interesting article. I guess the article it's <laughs> the article itself wasn't that interesting it was the date of the article i guess the date oh my god so i just searched insurance conspiracy Duh. and it came back with uh, oh sorry about that um and uh it came back with a article from the new york times from 1887 and wow. i i reached out to a uh, listener and be like, hey. You did? 
Hey, uh, it's my father-in-law. That's not getting oh. crazy here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I know he subscribes to the New York Times, and I was like, hey, sure. this is behind a paywall. Can you send this thing to me? And uh, he and he did, and so I got Allegedly. it. And uh, yeah, we're not committing whatever here. <laughs> Something. And That's for so, parody purposes. Yeah. So it's the title of the article is just the insurance conspiracy, and it's uh-huh. like this ends up being like just this little blurb. It's not very big. Essentially, this guy faked his own death and listed some woman as the beneficiary from like the insurance company. So I was nice. like, hmm, that guy's pretty cool. Except it didn't work. So <laughs> And they actually killed him. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> what a twist. Probably so hung him right there and yeah. then uh, still didn't get the uh the payout to the beneficiary. What but. Yeah. what's what's that double jeopardy? <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's it. Um it's just I, like so that movie. I did think Double it was Jeopardy. interesting when I was looking up stuff. Um, basically, the conspiracy was all from like the customer side. It's like uh, people conspiring to like trick their insurance. Yes. To commit so, fraud yes. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Insurance fraud. Fake yeah. getting hit by a car and stuff. Yeah. So it was, it was more difficult to find, at least for me, it was more difficult to find like articles or things written about how insurance or insurance companies themselves are conspiracies. I think um, we started off with the right foot then that we went, you know, we started there and then are, we're yeah. working that way. So the real conspiracy is us, right? No. <laughs> that's, that's what they make. That's what they want you to think. Yeah, right. That's, exactly. So like, it's just like the recycling episode. Like we think sure. it's on us to mm. recycle more when it's really like the plastics manufacturers mm. that. So like mm-hmm. this, we're, I don't know, whatever. I think well, everyone figures out what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, no, and I think I mean it's it's good to it's good to at least call that out cuz I think, you know, it should should be said it is interesting that that's what came up when we were searching and that is kind of a trend with a lot of these topics. How convenient getting, that's all it's you always, found. <laughs> it's always a good way to like, you know, always a good perspective to have like whenever you're whenever we're researching these things it's like who knows what's like who's controlling the the search engine results sure. on the on this right. stuff to make it we can't make it to page two on google i mean <laughs> right i don't even know where that button the is google. <laughs> yeah. um i did think it was interesting so i took some time to like read like a short version of the history of how insurance developed um mm. and one thing that stood out to me matt you you talked about the idea of like uh, hurricane katrina yeah and how that affected people and taking like it taking them long to uh get their payouts and when or they do just that straight it up like, settling for a lot sure. less yeah exactly so what i was seeing was like in the development of insurance um at least what i took away from it was whenever some sort of big like catastrophic event happens like insurance companies instead of um like stepping in and doing like what they'd been paid for for however many years they existed um they instead like go bankrupt because because like something like it's the ponzi scheme yeah so yes i mean it sounds like that so the one of the they paid too much (laughs) well one of the events was the great fire of london um there was some sort of earthquake uh, that that fire in London would have been in 1666, so a long time ago. Um, Hurricane Katrina was one of them. 
I think it was earthquakes in California, but I'm not sure. Um, but basically, any of these like uh, large scale events where insurance would, you know, definitely come in handy. And we talked about mm-hmm. the idea of like emergencies when we're thinking about health. Like these are the times um, that we'd be like, you know, you know, thankfully I have insurance. And it seems like some of those times are when um, like those companies like just couldn't they couldn't do it like that that one they had one job they couldn't weather the storm pun intended Ooh, yeah um yeah so it was it was interesting to just look at like the history of insurance itself um yeah yeah just as like a note the united states the first insurance company was organized by benjamin franklin in 1752. Huh. Who's that? <laughs> like the plumber? It's Mark Googleablago's <laughs> uncle. Google. <laughs> um, one thing that you made me think of was like, uh, like insurance fraud that I think just about everybody on the planet has committed is, uh, is winch, like a cracked windshield. So like, so like, I have hey, not, I don't, well, you should, it's good. Wait, what? What's the fraud in having a Okay, so. He was like, I'm missing out. Yeah, you are. You're missing out on the almost free windshield. So, uh, pe- people almost never carry windshield, cracked windshield insurance or whatever through their auto mm-hmm. policy. And so nice. if they get a chip in their windshield or a crack or whatever, like yeah. it's, I don't even remember how much money it is to replace it just bucks. out of pocket. Oh, wait, <laughs> uh, not if you have to replace it, but if you do that safe flight thing, it's about a hundred bucks. Is it? Uh, yeah. I, I guess mean, it depends maybe. on the make and model of your car and stuff and Probably. year and all that crap. But what they say is that like, Hey, just buy the thing, like buy windshield, like the add-on part for your auto insurance. Have it for at least a month, and then claim your cracked windshield. Bash, bash and, your windshield. Well, <laughs> don't, you don't do it on purpose if you've got a right, good windshield. Yeah. <laughs> just like I, I just wanted a new one. Yeah, this one's Every dirty. Month. I don't want to clean it. Right. Yeah. Instead of just like using the wipers. Yeah. So then instead of, so then after you get your uh, windshield replaced, then you can cancel the the windshield coverage or whatever. Mm. So you so. get it after you get a crack in your windshield. You wait a month. Just don't say then, anything. Yes. Nice. Okay. I know probably five people that have done that. Allegedly. And like even, anyway. <laughs> and they're all yeah, they're all on this podcast. <laughs> all fine. they're all being tried for murder. <laughs> they're bad people. <laughs> but we got murder insurance. Uh, <laughs> I wish, uh, like insurance to commit murder or prevent murder. <laughs> In this case, yeah, I was implying that it was to commit it, but <laughs> <laughs> I like it both ways um yeah i think they've even wrecked like uh, like representatives of like these auto uh mm-hmm. auto insurers actually will say that they're like look just get the coverage wait a month and come back and do it or whatever but, but they even tell operation. you to do it some of them and wow. like people you cool know ones. people cool, <laughs> yeah. the cool ones based uh if like people do that with like their jewelry too 
like um, you know, like hey I lost my ring like okay no problem here's oh. a check and then they're like oh I found it after I already got my new one cool mm. <laughs> but Ooh. not say anything uh, spicy super uh, one thing this could be its own episode if you guys if you, I've got something that I did research on that I super want to talk about but yeah we, we it's can not related about. to insurance it is oh but it's a long topic. It could be its own topic. Tell me. The Titanic. Tell me all about it. Tell me half of it. Tell me, Tell me half of it. Oh, <laughs> some people think it was like they sunk it on purpose and stuff. Uh, oh, the Titanic. I didn't even hear yes. you say it. Yes, the Titanic. Oh. Uh, Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I just saw a tweet or something about it. I uh, sent that to you. Oh, you're the one who sent that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was me. So, um, this is from the unredacted.com, uh, Titanic conspiracy, the ship that never sank. It makes a lot of good points and counterpoints for, um, it being, uh, swapped. So the, there was the Titanic and then there was the Olympic. They were nearly identical. There was like five different things that separated them. One of them, what like it points out, iceberg insurance. Was that pun intended? <laughs> Wait, what was the pun? Separate the didn't it break in half? Because it. Oh, I like that. Yes, Continue. it was intentional. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so little backstory: um, the Olympic was launched a year before the Titanic, but seemed to share more famous sisters ships poor luck within months of its launch in 1911 it had two serious collisions the second with the royal navy cruiser hms hawk after the coast off the coast of the isle of Wight, causing serious structural damage to the olympics keel and steel beams some authors have suggested the damage to the olympic was more serious than admitted in fact it was virtually a write-off repairs would be ruinously expensive running into millions of pounds the already troubled white star line was facing a potential financial disaster uh white star and its owner uh jp morgan um they were maybe devising in like audacious like insurance scam to try and sell Wait, certain that original jp morgan yup that was that wow. guy so he Okay, so as the theory goes, it could be swapped out with a Titanic and sunk in a staged incident. The Titanic, now disguised as the Olympic, would then carry on in service, um, blah, blah, blah. So one of the evidence for is the number of portholes. So this all, this all goes back to, like, it's an insurance thing. Like, you know, Titanic gets sunk, and then, uh, and then <laughs> they get... So they filed for insurance? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Really? That's yeah. crazy. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, so the number of portholes, the Olympic had 16 and the Titanic had 14. Photographs taken of the Titanic in dry dock show it with 14 portholes, but by the time of its doomed maiden voyage, it now had 16, just like the Olympic. Huh. Um, mm. Other evidence supports the switch. The windows on the Olympic were somewhat unevenly spaced, but more evenly spaced than the Titanic. Again, by the time of its maiden voyage, the Titanic had acquired unevenly spaced windows like the Olympic. Uh, I don't know what that thing is. Something about list of port. 
Uh, there were rumors amongst the crew that it was going to get sunk, and so there was like a bun- bunch of like staff sort shortages and stuff. Uh, Last-minute cancellations. Many of the richest and most prestigious names in the early 20th century society were booked onto the Titanic. J.P. Morgan, the international financier who owned the White Star's parent company, was due to travel on the Titanic but canceled his trip a few days before the departure, claiming illness. A New York Times reported... discovered this to be a lie morgan was actually seen perfectly well with his mistress in france on the very day the titanic sunk industrialist henry clay frick and his wife banker horace j harding and billionaire george washington vanderbilt all connected to morgan were amongst several other prominent figures who canceled at the last minute um, he's like dudes i'm uh, gonna claim insurance fraud on this don't don't go on that it kind of <laughs> sounds like 9-11 a little bit <laughs> like you know all these people that uh insane. actually that was that's a great segue good job matt um so like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i was gonna say uh the world trade center insurance so like the guy right. that took out like terrorism policy just Mm -hmm. before like a couple months before the attacks or whatever and he got paid double because technically there were two attacks wow but like i read an article about that i i I tried to get deeper but i just didn't have enough time sure but um never enough time and you always want to go deeper the um the the plan didn't necessarily omit, like before before he like re redid the insurance, whatever the yeah. hell the guy's name was, Larry Silverstein, Silverstein, not Sark not the guy, Larry Steve Silverstein, <laughs> yeah, not the guy who wrote uh, where a sidewalk ends or the sidewalk ending or <laughs> Downland or whatever the hell the poems are, not that Silverstein, um, Larry Silverstein, when he already had insurance. It didn't. It it already did cover terrorism technically. I think he was just making sure that it did. Okay, like making like, sure in the fact, word like it. no, like underline the word terrorism in my policy at least two times. Like I want to make sure I'm covered. <laughs> oh, no. uh, but I mean, when there was the. The World Trade Center bombing in '93, like he got paid for that, and that was technically terrorism. So I don't know why he was so worried about getting like paid for his insurance policy. Do you know what policy. the payout was for the Titanic? <sighs> no. Okay. I was I I was hoping you were gonna ask me about the World Trade Centers, and I was yeah. gonna I was sure. like, yes, I do. That's Four point five yeah. five billion. <laughs> really? Yup. Wow. And that would be to his company or to him or how? So I guess Larry, what's his nuts, was um, like the <laughs> like the chairman of the board that handled like the it was like a holding company. So like they leased right. the space right. of the World Trade Centers, and like he was like the guy running the board or something. And so, um, what was the question? If, if he had. <laughs> If he had made that change like a year before or even two years before, would it still be suspicious? Like, is it because it was a couple months 
or just like any time that you add that and then like any time that happens it right would, i feel like it feels suspicious i yeah i don't know but like those coincidences do happen like sure to everyday people. Like when sure. you're a billionaire, I don't think there are any coincidences. <laughs> like like yeah. life is just different. I like sure, I sure. don't even know how it could like what that would even be like, obviously. But, but your worries would be different too, right? Like on mm. your house, you hopefully would never have to take out like terrorism insurance, but if you own <laughs> like the towers that represent New York or like are a symbol of America, then you might mm. be like, mm, I also, think people are starting to hate us a lot right now. It's yeah. 2001, you know, September 10th. Like, I should probably take out insurance. Yes, but think about this. That, um, so, in in these cities that were rioted against, or in, Ooh. I guess, last mm. year in 2020, there would be, like, used car lot, Right. Mm-hmm. These these cars would just be torched and destroyed or whatever. Mm-hmm. The guy had insurance on all the all the cars and the prop like the property and the building and whatever. Mm-hmm. There was two million dollars in damages, and the insurance company wasn't going to pay him because he didn't. Ha- it was being called a domestic terrorism event, and he was not covered for domestic terrorism now you think like jim's used cars down the street or whatever like why should you be worried about that domestic terrorism right that's interesting and so so that dude committed suicide oh my god yeah and this is just one business owner out of however many from last year that got just just wrecked Riggity, riggity, <laughs> not to like make light of it or whatever, but I couldn't not do a Rick. Been watching too much Rick and Morty. Um, weird, quick uh, step backwards to the Titanic. I don't know how accurate this is, but uh, when I searched Titanic insurance claim, it came up with uh, it totaled to be $12 million. What? And then uh, in the adjusted inflation it was yeah. 278 million dollars oh, okay damn. that's crazy so, man a nice nest egg for mr J. am seeing valued at five million but either way that's a lot of money uh, like i said i that's just like <laughs> five, zero, five, five zero research of, yeah i'm with you i'm you, yeah uh same. in the research does it say how much the boat itself costed because like I wonder if costs. Um, cost to make. Yeah, because I'm wondering, like, this does that payout like include the people's families? Like, the I don't know if that's like that probably wouldn't, right? That'd probably be, like, not. Just, it says yeah. seven point five million in nineteen twelve and four hundred million. Whoa. Hmm? Oh, so, oh, in today's money, four hundred million. Right, oh, so it wasn't even the full cost of the boat. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Well, so they got short I, I don't know how. <laughs> well, according to what Matt was saying, if yeah. if he if he did do the little switcheroo, then he yeah, made yeah, out yeah. like fat cat, you know. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, if the if the structural damage was already there, they were either going to be out seven million dollars flat, or only take a two million dollar hit. Like, you see what I mean? Like, if you're getting 
Oh wait. Oh wait, sorry. I'm I'm mixing up my numbers, like the five million dollar insurance policy that I found or the twelve million dollar policy that Chris found. Mm-hmm. Either way, he did better than just letting the damn thing sink or repair it. Got it. Right. And and also Titanic in the box office made two point one nine five billion dollars. So the Whoa. future profits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 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 that's the, the other thing I thought about was like Hollywood helped perpetuate the lie. Right, with Leonardo mm. DiCaprio at the Yeah, who could not fall in love with those eyes and young mm. Jack and, you know, like, <laughs> hawking loogies off the <laughs> stern. <laughs> Draw me like your French girls. So oh, what would be really interesting whore. is if the parent company of whoever made this movie is Whitewater or whatever White Star you said. Uh, probably connected to J.P. Morgan, yes. Right. Allegedly. That would be very interesting. Oh, also, uh, we need to somehow tie in the Nazis. We've been lacking on the Nazi talk for a little bit. They're Nazis Wait, the Nazis, Nazis had insurance? <laughs> Nazi insurance. <laughs> Just Google Nazi insurance and see what pops up. In the meantime, so there's a other oh, life insurance. There weren't that many Nazis. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Not enough to need Nazi insurance or to be covered by Nazis. Uh, So I saw I saw this thing on life insurance, like a technicality. People are like, watch out for this. It's a it's a it's a Nazi. It's a a Nazi. I don't know why he said Italian. Italian. (laughs) It's a Nazi. Um, That when you are signing up for life insurance. Um. They'll ask you questions like, have you ever been diagnosed with high blood pressure? Have you ever mm-hmm. been treated for high blush, blood blood pressure? Have you ever been um, tested for high blood pressure? And you'll say no. And they'll be like, you have been, you lied. Like when you die and you try, your beneficiaries are trying to get money, <laughs> you'd be like, you have been tested for high blood pressure. Like you lied to us, you get no money. Your family gets no money after you die. And so I'm like, Hmm, that's tricky wordplay. I can see them doing that, but let me check. So I called my actual life insurance company, uh-huh. at, pretended like I was interested in a policy, and I asked mm-hmm. them their verbiage. And they're like, obviously, they're going to lie to you. I'm like, well, here's my five minutes of r- research here, so shut up. Sure. And, uh,. <laughs> And so I'm like, hey, what's the verbiage on this? And they're like, it's what I said minus the testing. So like they do ask you if you've been diagnosed and treated for high blood pressure. And they're under, they don't ask if you've been tested for it. Um, and the, whatever answers you give, they their underwriters will check with, um, with, um, your medical records like your medical medical history to see like if that is the case or not so it's not like they just so i'm i'm sure they could just straight up screw you over but um well i you know i i think it's like i've heard of people having the fear of like even going to get tested or even going to the doctor uh because they don't want health insurance to get rejected or whatever or not health insurance sorry life insurance um based on those things sure um so like better to not know if there's something wrong which seems dangerous um 
just to avoid having it like on this record that, like you said, they're they're gonna look at and then right shout at you for when you die. Like because of my wife's medical history, like it'd be crazy expensive to have life insurance, but. Sure. You can actually go up to a certain amount and not have any of your medical history pulled. I think it's a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollar life insurance policy, no questions oh. asked. Oh wow! So, is that uh the Gerber life insurance plan? <laughs> no, because I read a little bit about how that might not be a good idea. Uh, it is not that I know of. Okay, I think that's for babies or something like that. Um. Or for kids, I don't know, Gerber life insurance plan. It's like you take it out when they're young or something, and then it like grows with them, or I don't know. Something like that, yeah. I, I think you're right. People have done a te- like a financial analysis of whether or not that's a good deal. And right. I, don't, I haven't looked into it myself, so I can't say one way or the other. Yeah, for some reason that came up when I, did my, when I was doing my quote-unquote research, and um, I just ended up reading that for a little bit. And it was like, if you just put the same amount of money into an investment account that made, I don't know, 5% or up to 8%. Like after 20 years, the the Gerber thing doesn't really give you much and um, you'd have like 700 and something thousand dollars hmm. uh, if it was just in like a average investment account. <laughs> average. Chris, what were you um, looking up when I was talking? <laughs> I forgot. I- I typed in Nazi insurance. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Exactly Did you type what... it out in Italian? <laughs> yeah, this is the Nazi insurance. <laughs> uh, so there's, uh, I'm bad at pronouncing things. Alliance. <laughs> A-L-L-I-A-N-Z. Alliance. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That that's that's the insurance company that came up when I typed that. Wait, what? So I, I, yeah, it's like so they're the only ones some, that cover Nazi. Insurance? I guess there's some like discussion. Someone said that they oh. that they like that they were like supporting Nazis in some way with insurance. Why is I, it on their? I don't. Is it on their website? <laughs> is it on their website? <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a a big document about Allianz or Aliens or Alliance during the Alliance? Nazi era. I'm just assuming they were with the Nazis, but it's weird. Wall Street yeah. Journal: New information reveals Alliance insured Nazi camps. So and, yeah, uh, oh my I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> from from AP News, aging Holocaust survivors try to sue over Nazi era insurance. I want to know. I really hope that that's Nazi not the camps. case and that they're defending themselves in this. But I guess that's kind of cool if they're just putting out the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Holocaust era insurance claims. Pretty. That's Holocaust. like Volkswagen or something. I think I saw a joke or some meme. Oh about it, like, yeah. Just forget that we were the car of the Nazis or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have something to say about this. Yes, what? What? (laughs) Okay, ESPN. (laughs) On ESPN, it says alliances. Plural, like, whatever. Apostrophe yes. (laughs) Past ties with Nazis led to widespread criticisms. Teams still negotiating. Okay, just the per- first paragraph. Uh, I'm going to start there. 
Newark, New Jersey. New York Giants and New York Jets have canceled negotiations on stadium naming rights with a German insurance company that once had ties to the Nazis. This is from 2008. This sounds like other insurance companies trying to like... (laughs) like, Uh, They like dig up stuff. (laughs) Yeah, like don't insure with them. They're Nazis. Just... Just is it like right? Kevin yeah, like yeah. why can't they just like identify that they don't want to be that anymore? Like, don't identify as a Nazi insurance company anymore. I mean, I, yeah, just make a new make a new company that's not that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't okay. I don't know. I am so like out of my <laughs> like. I, I, this is so surface level, you know, like yeah. hot take. That's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> and they have uh, a Z in the name. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it almost, you could spell. That's what, that's what I was gonna say. Like it's in the name. You can't spell Allianz <laughs> without Nazi. Nazi. Oh yeah, God. that should be a T-shirt. Holy oh. shit, that'd be great. Okay, so from the Wall Street Journal, Allegedly. new information reveals Alliance insured Nazi camps. Okay, uh, from 1997, already defending itself from charges that it refused to pay on insurance policies of Holocaust oh, victims, Alliance AG is now facing oh, information that it insured barracks and other properties at Hitler's <laughs> concentration camps. The company... Whoa. The company, Europe's biggest insurer, collected several hundred thousand marks on policies sold to com- uh, sold to companies run by the SS, the Nazi elite troops who ran the camps. The policies covered damage to buildings at Auschwitz, Dachau, and other camps, according to an article in the current issue of the German magazine Der Spiegel. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad we could wrap up on the Nazis at the end of this episode. Oh, that, we always can, that man. It feels so good. It's like that. It's like, yeah, feels good, man. <laughs> Need to be said. I don't know why I didn't think about that first, but anyways, good shit. You guys, you, anything else you want to you wanna cover? We're already at an hour. Um. I think later on, something to look up will be who insured the Japanese internment camps, like the ones that were in America. That'd be interesting just to see, like, if we see any other names. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> are we Are we doing that right now? No. Oh. <laughs> just in life. Just in life. Just All go out, are. listeners, and... Uh... <laughs> also we we i want to say thank you for listening the the conspiracy yeah. podcast scene is uh is so so saturated that yeah. we appreciate you listening to us we do specifically we forget and thank only you guys us enough, right and girls. no yeah. I, I say it every episode thanks for listening oh you're welcome <laughs> I, <laughs> hey ibrahim thanks for being here chris i i also I appreciate, appreciate you. you being here and, but but not what you have to say. Just just being here, just listening the to the, the rantings that I have I do to what say. I can. <laughs> you know what? I actually turned my headphones off forty five minutes ago. What did you say, Matt? <laughs> can you repeat that? You just talk whenever you. <laughs> I set up a script to automatically filter out your voice, so right. I only hear it when you do accidents, like not. It's just canned laughter and stuff. Canned laughter. Yeah, good stuff. So, appreciate it. We appreciate you. We love you. Bye. We'll see you again soon. See ya. Bye-bye.
<sighs> Nazis. <sighs> Always good. The best. Um, the best around. Insurance as a concept, I guess, started with like boat, with like boats and shipping. In uh, ancient Babylon. Hmm. It was called bottomry 